Hello everybody, uh, welcome to the podcast for The Planter where we focus on lifestyle growth and faith and today um, I'm actually really excited because I'm going to be talking to a very close friend of mine. Uh, we're going to be talking about representation in the body of Christ. So if you all would welcome Jumoke Ajayi. Ayo Ajayi. Sorry, ma. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> hey, friends. Hey, Clanties. Hey. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yes. This is a very close friend of mine who we talk about a lot of things when it comes to the body of Christ. And I feel like one topic that we've been speaking about a lot lately has to do with the representation and the importance of representation um, as a Christ follower. So, Jumi, um, I don't know, let's start. Um, I think the first question I want to ask you is, what was your journey to finding Christ? Oh my gosh, Uh, it's a long one. And I feel like I tell everyone this, but I'll tell you again. Um, let me see. My journey finding Christ. I was raised in the church. Uh, my mom was raised Jehovah's Witness. My dad was raised Anglican. And I was always raised in Pentecostal churches. But even though I was always in Pentecostal churches or just church in general, I wouldn't consider myself saved. I, not to put any bad rep or any anything bad on my church or the churches I attended, but personally, I wasn't really learning about God. I wasn't really understanding more about Christ. So when I went to college, I, I, I tried to get involved in my church during high school and middle school, but... It was just, you know, maybe a praise dance here or there, but it wasn't anything that was really transforming. It, 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 I didn't read the Bible. I was biblically illiterate. I didn't pray. I was just someone who my parents went to church on Sunday. They made me go to church on Sunday. So here I am at church on Sunday. But, you know, I, I, I wasn't I wouldn't consider myself actually a Christian that I made the choice myself that, yes, I'm going to choose to follow Christ, you know? It was kind of like, oh, my parents, well, oh, my parents are Christian, so I guess that makes me a Christian type of thing. Uh, When I went to college, it was rough spiritually just because I felt that my soul was always looking, searching, but I never really found answers myself. So I try to go to, like, Bible studies at my school, but... Once again, it was it was still nothing that was going to transform me or take me to the le- next level of my faith. It was it was just you go, oh, you should be a good person, and why, <laughs> you know, what we should do, and you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, be a good person, have good friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like I said, once again, it was nothing transformative, and it didn't help either that my boyfriend at that time. He was agnostic. I mean, I brought him to Bible study a few times. And, you know, he's oh, yeah, I give my life to Christ. Not really. Mm-hmm. It, it was, like I said, I, I just really, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call myself a baby Christian because I, 
<laughs> it's like I knew that there was a God, but I just didn't know who he was. I knew of him, but I didn't really know him. So it just came um, a point that I was like, you know what? I know that there's a God out there. I can never call myself atheist because I'm like, there's too much evidence for the proof that there is a God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd never be that silly. But as far as who he is, I do not know. And I came to that point, I'm like, well, you know, I know God exists, but I don't know who that is. So maybe when I'm like 25, 30, when I settle down, have kids, I'm a fine God. I just kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of accepted that. I'm like, look, man, I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to go to Bible study. I'm going to church. I'm, I don't, I'm not getting spiritually fed. I don't know. It's not bringing me closer to you. It's not transforming me, whatever. So I just kind of put my hands up. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll find him eventually, whatever. So, and then, oh, huh? okay, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No ask, no, ask your question. I was going to say then, I think you were about to answer. I was like, so what triggered you to like really sit down and be like, all right, I need to get to know God now? <laughs> Actually, it wasn't something that, because I, I tell people that I didn't choose God. Mm-hmm. God chose me. Okay. Can <laughs> I you know. Elaborate on that, girl. You was there too. I, I, I was. I they was don't like, know that. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. My close friends know. I didn't choose that. <laughs> I did not. It was not to say it wasn't a choice. Like I have a choice at the end of the day, but it wasn't that I was. I went out searching for him, like some people do. Like, oh, I want answers, so they go and search. I didn't search. Right. I just was like, mm, whatever. So, um, a lot of experiences happened to me during my junior year of college and God just came and just snatched me like that say you yeah coming with me today I said ah okay (laughs) just like that just like that I know some people they they want to know deeper but it was just really really supernatural experiences that are inexplicable like you can't sit there and try to explain because it's it's indescribable Mm -hmm. the things that happened to me happened to my friends like God really did outpour his glory and I was able to really see the full, like not the full, but like just God manifesting. Mm-hmm. And it was just something that you just can't deny. Like I was able to have a relationship with God. You know, he taught, like, you know, I talk to him, he talks back. I, he, he, he tells me things. Um, I get visions, I get dreams. He sends certain people signs, all that stuff. So all that Pentecostalness, <laughs> signs and wonders, I saw it for myself. I've I've just I've seen a lot. And it's unfortunate because, you know, we live in a very perverse generation that we have to see things in order to believe. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much that I needed all that to believe. It was just I I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But honestly all that stuff really did strengthen my faith. But just through everything and just me finally getting saved and I was like okay god you know I'm ready <laughs> I said I ain't no no more of this fickle like oh you know one day when the day is today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> show me who you are hey, okay I'm gonna just accept it that's it and since then I've been on this journey but some people they have more elaborate stories that that is my own um just during the first few months that I got saved, it was just a lot. Like, it wasn't things that I asked for. I know some people who are already Christians, they, they pray 
for experiences like, you know, the ones I've been through. I, I've seen just so much spiritually, just so, so much, so many gifts, miracles, all that stuff. And it, it's really, it's, it's a blessing. And um, I'm really blessed in favor that God was able to show me those things and I'm able to evangelize and minister through those experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you a question regarding you said that you hear from God because I feel like a lot of people when it, when we say, oh, I heard from God, they don't really understand. Oh, sorry for the lingo. No, it's no, it's fine. <laughs> but I want you to elaborate. Like, how do you hear from God? This is, has nothing to do with the topic, actually, but just to put it out there so everybody can see that there's different ways in which God communicates with people. So how do you hear from God? Um, how do I hear from God? Many different ways. I know some people, they try to put God in a box and like, oh, you can only hear him through the Bible. That's one way you can hear from God. You know, you're going through something, you're just reading something scripture speaks to you. That's one way. But God can send certain people to you. Also, the Holy Spirit, people, I feel like people undermine the Holy Spirit because I know some churches are not as welcoming mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is there to lead you, to guide you. Like, through the Holy Spirit, that is how you can have um, communication with God. So I was telling someone the other day that the whole reason Jesus Christ came and he died for our sins was so that we can he can bridge that gap between us and the Father. So after he died, God sent the Holy Spirit to help us because Jesus is not there no more. He needs someone, there needs to be someone there to be able to connect us back to the Father. Because before Jesus Christ, people had to sacrifice animals. They had to go to the elders to be able, hey, how are you? To be able to talk to God themselves. They couldn't just sit down and have their own conversation with God or they couldn't do any of that stuff without someone else there, a mediator. And it it became that people were very empty, like they're sacrificing, but their hearts are so far away from God, you know, things like that. So the way God talks to me, sometimes he sends me dreams. Sometimes he sends people. Like maybe you're listening to a sermon in church and like pastor just talking your story, like everything you were going through that week, he ministering on. You just like, man, this is God talking to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's only like so many people that the pastor can really relate to at one place. I'm like, he's talking to you, he's talking to you. Right. So um, also it could be signs. Sometimes, um, like I said, through the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit can give you certain revelations. And I'm try to take the credit like, oh, I thought that, which really did. <laughs> you know what I mean? You really did. So, and there's certain things that, I know how God sounds. Right. When you read the Bible and you're able to see God's characteristic, God's mannerism, you know when it's God talking to you. Right. And for me personally, if I think God is telling me something and it's really my flesh, there's a automatic like restraint. Like I can't explain. It. It's just like you know, God ain't tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why are you deceiving yourself? Like mm-hmm. Holy Spirit will like sit there, correct you, and convict you. Be like God didn't say that, and True. you know He. <laughs> you don't even say that. So why you why you playing games and acting like you know that that's not what God sounds like? Come on now, <laughs> come on now. And I'm like, mm, you right. And there's certain things that my soul would just agree with. Mm-hmm. So 
not just my soul will agree with, but God says certain things that take me out of my comfort zone right. and says things for me to transform me. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was not speaking to me because I would not say that myself. I wouldn't do that. That's uncomfortable for me to do. So why would I say that to myself? Right, 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 right. God told me to start a praise dance team and uh, immediately I had questions. Like, you're not going to be battling with yourself in, the, in your head. Like, if if, <laughs> if you are content in where you are, in your comfort zone, why would the idea pop in your mind and it will, it will keep dwelling on your mind? Like, start praise dancing. You get a dream. People are telling you. And you're just like, but I can't do that. You know what I mean? And fear will grip you. There's something that I heard, I hear a lot of pastors say, if you're scared of it, you need to go towards it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it, if it induces the spirit of fear, then you need to rebuke it mm-hmm. and do what God asks you to do. If God said, go talk to this person right there, I'd be like, who, who is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, you sure? I'm like, maybe it's just me talking. But it's not me because why would I go and just talk to some random person? Like, why? Who are you? I don't even know you. Why am I going to go and talk to you? <laughs> right. So there's just different things like you would not say that yourself. Come on now. Would you say that yourself? You would not. So let's keep it real. <laughs> you know what God's like. It, it's, it'll get easier as you go along because in the beginning, when you first start your journey, you're still trying to differentiate between God, the spirit, and your own soul. Because sometimes your soul will just be like, I'm hungry. Man, God, that ain't devil. That, that's just you saying you hungry. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it's not as complicated as we seem. But when you have, like, di- different types of um, um, groundbreaking, transformative thoughts, sometimes you know it's a spirit. Like this. And also, Holy Spirit produces fruit. Yeah. So when it's something that's inducing you to produce good fruit, you know it's Holy Spirit. You know it's God talking to you through the Holy Spirit. If God said, oh, you know, I mean, donate to this charity or, oh, go help this person or do something that's going to benefit my kingdom, you know, it's God talking to you. Right. right so, right, right. Okay. Oh, see your question. You answered it quite elaborately. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, sister. I appreciate it. No, because <laughs> I'm so glad that you elaborated on that because I feel like that question or just that thought people really don't understand they think it's so black and white oh, yeah, i saw that black yesterday so it's like oh some of y'all said that god told you this how god told you this god speaks to you now and i'm like i'm like yo <laughs> the gospel no but for real, do people sometimes i wonder like have people read the new testaments like it's it's really it's spelled out there <laughs> the fruits of the spirit it's spelled out there what happened so I, okay i feel you <laughs> But that's something for definitely another day. Well, definitely, I think that's going into the realm of building a relationship. Woo. So definitely something to talk about later. But we're going to focus back on the topic. <laughs> this is fine. Um, the representation. So you and I have had many conversations about representation. We have. And a lot. Because <laughs> for me, I know that coming into this um, platform or coming to like the light, I guess. I always feel so like man, people's eyes are on me now. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm, I mean, for most people that know me, I have a very, what I say, vulgar, but very. Truths <laughs> of humor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> most things that Christians don't find funny, I, I personally find funny. Like I'm, I'm just going to be real. Or certain things that don't seem so quote unquote godly, I still have a sense of humor about, but yet I have restraints on certain things as well. 
especially when it comes to social media and you know just different things in general so i wanted to just hear your opinion on what why it's so important like representation why it's so important for the body of christ like why would we care about this topic being christians what's like why what's up tell me girl exactly man you already know i mean conversation i don't even know where to start right well (laughs) (laughs) um let's see i can kind of go back to i remember i'll have a little anecdote but there was a bsu meeting and we were talking about representation because i think it was women's day international women's day and um they were talking about um an naacp chapter director mm-hmm. was caught at a strip club they took oh pictures. yeah 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 this is how the whole this is how the whole conversation the whole um just every this whole topic was placed on our hearts because since then <laughs> you know it, it's been like really really drilling on yeah. us and so she was caught at a strip club NAACP chapter director was caught at a strip club and people so okay so it was an article on black girl lawn care and first they were highlighting all her goals all the things she accomplished she wrote a book this this and this and then they're like so why does it matter if she went to a strip club right mm-hmm. and a lot of people were just like well you know she's still human like the conversation was like it, it stemmed around that they're saying like as black women, like, can we really be fluid with our identity, even if it's not accepted and things like that? Because whatever, I mean, I really, first of all, I didn't even like how they had to put a whole bunch, like a whole laundry list of her accomplishments to validate the fact that she was in a strip club because, I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, she wrote a book. She she does fitness. She gave to the homeless. Okay. Like, they do the same thing when someone dies. Like, when Mike Brown or, oh, he was about to graduate and he did this. What if he didn't do all that? So what? <laughs> anyways, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm diverging. But anyways, so people were talking about, you know, representation and whatnot. There was a lot of people. I kept hearing this. And they compared it to like let's say president obama was at a strip club what would we think of him and everyone kept saying but she's not the president of the united states but she's not a pastor you know they're like okay if you saw your pastor at a strip club what'd you think like yeah but that's a pastor so i mean your pastor already knew whatever whatever so so it, it got me really thinking because we don't we as average ordinary people we don't even put ourselves to the level of a pastor or a president we think so much less of ourselves and someone really someone some something someone said it really stuck with me she said if the people who you're representing don't want to be represented that way you have to sacrifice that because you as a leader coming into that position mm-hmm. you already know what it encompasses when you're a leader you're not just leading yourself you're leading a group of people so if the black people in america or whatever in her chapter do not want to be represented by going to a strip club, you already know that you can't go to a strip club. If the people of America do not want to be represented by a man who's at strip clubs, you have to sacrifice that and you can't go to strip clubs, right? If you're a pastor, yeah, you know, you have your own life or whatever, but if the people of the church do not want to be represented that way, you have to take into account that, hey, I'm a leader, I'm leading other people. 
I have to sacrifice this for other people so I can continue to be a blessing to other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it really, really stuck with me because I'm like, huh. Because everyone was just saying like, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. But I'm like, as a Christian, we're not just representing ourselves. We're representing the one that we serve. It was it was big for me because I'm like, yeah, you know, we're not pastors. But why do we not look at ourselves at the same level of a pastor? And I, I'm not trying to say that we're better than a pastor. We're more intelligent or we're called to be a pastor. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying a pastor is a Christian, mm-hmm. right? Even you, everyone who's living, who's breathing, is called to minister. Your life is a ministry. Right. You know, so it doesn't matter if you're a pastor, if you're an elder, you're a deacon. If God called you to be a leader, you are representing so much than yourself, even your family. If me, let's say if I wanted to be a stripper or whatever, it's not just impacting me. It's impacting my family, my future kids, people around me. And I'm like, wow, like it, it was, it was such a, like a really, pew, 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 pew. like it, it, it was one of those kind of those, those moments that you really question certain things in your life. Yeah. It, it was, it was one of those moments. So I was just thinking about that girl and I'm like, that's interesting because it's the truth. Does God want to be represented like that? <laughs> Does the people that you know, your ministry, whatever, like everything that we do, other people surrounded by us are affected. So for example, when God blesses you, he doesn't bless you just to bless you. He blesses you to bless others. Everything that you do, other people, you don't know who's watching, who's looking up to you. Right. I mean, I know I might be jumping ahead, but I sent Damian or my other friends this video of this man who had an experience, he went to hell and came back to tell a story. He had an outer body experience. And one woman, he, it stuck with me so much that was sent to hell. This blonde hair, blonde girl or whatever, God was like, I'm not sending, he said, I'm not sending you to hell or something. Or, I'm not judging you. Oh, I'm not judging you based on what you posted on Facebook. I'm judging you based on how many people were affected through her post on Facebook, 300,000 people were misled. That was three. Like, do you know how much influence that this one girl had to have for 300,000 people people were misled. Do I, do we know what the post was? We don't know. Let me tell you something. Just stop right here. (laughs) (laughs) Because that video, I'm not even going to lie. That video, it stuck with me. Put it on your Yesterday, podcast so I, everyone else can see. Uh, yeah, I'll put it. I was almost nervous, but I was like, maybe I'll put it there now that you say it. <laughs> like, I'm not even lying. Like, that video was crazy. Crazy. 300,000 people. He said, by the time the people even got, they didn't even know they were being sent to hell. It was like, the, the portal would close. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, ah. Like, the guy was like, oh, it happened so fast. It happened so fast that people Uh are just being sent for just things that on a regular day, we just kind of look past. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, that video, I'm going to have to post it. Like, it just, it it, it really made me think. So that got me thinking about, like, what am I, like, what am I posting? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at myself. I'm just like, I have that one bikini photo on my Instagram. I mean, I'm bad, but I ain't that bad now. <laughs> people stay, 
I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I want to say something. I'm like, see, I don't even know if it's going to mislead nobody. See, so I don't I, know. I, I don't know. I'd be like, I mean, you looked good. <laughs> you look like you're enjoying life, but you know, I don't know. Right. Right. 